Hey, welcome back to Case Studies. Today, I'm going to talk about the one habit that is the most important habit that I have in my entire life. This is the habit that's added the most quality of life out of anything else that I do. And I I think it's kind of a staple of who I am. And it's the habit of planning on a weekly basis. And so I I got into this habit on my mission. I went on a church mission to Oklahoma. And I had a mission president that was cool with me reading other books. And so I got on this Stephen Covey kick where I, I read everything that Stephen Covey had ever produced. It impacted me enough that our third child who's nine years old now, her name is Covey. The principle behind this habit is the law of two creations. The law of two creations basically states that things are created twice. If you go to the book of Genesis, the world was created spiritually and then it's created physically according to the Bible. And this idea that things are created twice, that there's a spiritual or a mental creation And then you go to work in the physical world and go create it. That's ultimately like the principle of goal setting. And so this habit, I I got into it on my mission where you would go through kind of all your roles and responsibilities, and then you would make a plan and put that plan in place. And then you'd go review that plan at the end of the week to see how you did and then recommit to go kind of do a better plan. The reason it's so important to do it on a weekly basis instead of a monthly or an annual basis is this process of sharpening the saw that if we continue to saw without pulling it off and sharpening the saw, the saw ends up getting dull and we lose track or we lose perspective of our priorities and our, and our opportunities. And we end up kind of not getting the best results, even though that we work really hard to go pursue those results. And so I want to go through and I want to talk about my process. It's evolved over 20 years. And the, the big reason for sharing this is I've got tons of young people that I worked with over the years in my career at Vivint that we would teach this kind of every single year to help managers to have that tool set to go be more productive. And over time, um, I'll get asked on what is my process? And I've never formally documented my process, even though it's something that's so important to me and is so mission critical. And so the intent today is to go document it. So number one, uh, I will wake up early on Sunday morning. The reason why it's important for me to do it early on Sunday morning, I've got five kids and the quiet and the lack of distraction matters a lot to me. If I can get up at 5.30 or 6 o'clock on Sunday morning, I can be done by the time my kids are waking up and I'll have kind of this process taking place and then I can go show up to go be a good dad. So uh, my my first thing is I will drink some caffeine. I'll drink some pre-workout or, or whatever it is to get myself going. And then I will go through a guided meditation. You know, this has evolved over time. But during this meditation, it'll take 10 to 15 minutes and I'll go into a deep state of gratitude where I'll I'll visualize and I'll breathe into experiences, unique experiences that I am completely and totally grateful for. And And I'll try to go there and I'll try to experience the emotions and the sounds and the feeling, all of the senses of these emotions and just and just fill up with the gratitude. The reason I think that this is important is it puts me in a state of gratitude. It puts me in a state of abundance. And I think it's really important to start this process of planning and designing your life 
out of that state. The the second one is I'll do a prayer for people in my life that I care about, for my family, for my friends, for my business, and just kind of visualize those people and those things going well and good outcomes. And then the last is I'll get crystal clear on three outcomes or three goals that are important to me. And I, and I won't visualize them as wanting them to happen. I'll step into them as if they're done, they're accomplished. And then I get to celebrate the entire victory of these outcomes. A really good reference. Um, I got this from a, a Tony Robbins priming exercise. And there's a couple really good uh, videos on YouTube that he goes through this process. And I'll actually listen to him as I go through this process. But it's something that I've done for the last four or five years. And it's added tremendous quality of life. When I get through it, I always feel fantastic. I'm excited and ready to go. So once I get through that, I will ask and answer three questions. These questions are, are really important for me and I'll break them down. Uh, the first question is, who am I? The biggest driver that I found to performance and behavior is our personal view of our identity, who we believe we are. And it's very hard for us to act in contrast to our identity. And so for me, I, I want to be very clear and deliberate on the language and how I define myself. You know, as, as we grow up, we have experiences that we end up deciding, you know, who we are as a person. And, and some of those serve us extremely well. And some of us don't serve us well. They're actually like self-limiting beliefs that stop us from being the kind of person that God put us on this earth to be. And so I'm on a weekly basis asking and answering the question and making a list of my identity. Who am I? And this list started at 20, and at this point, it's 80 to 90 answers to that question. And some examples are, I'm courageous, I'm bold, I'm playful, I'm excited, I'm abundant, I'm a force for good, I'm a force for God, I'm a strategist, I'm an owner, I'm an entrepreneur. And I go through this list, and as, as I list this out, it gives me language to think about myself and how I have that voice in your head that you're always having this conversation. We say stuff to ourselves that we would never say to like our worst enemy. We're, we're not very really kind to ourselves, And so much of it happens on a subconscious level. We're not consciously doing it. It's kind of happening as we go. And so I try to fill my mind up and that software up with language that's really productive, that serves me well. So that when I'm having kind of that internal conversation with myself, that it's a productive conversation, it's something that's pushing me forward. There's this video in The Lion King where Simba goes off with his buddies, his dad dies and goes off with his buddies and he's playing around with the warthog and they're, you know, they're having a good time, you know, Kuna Matata. And then, and then he goes to this pond and he has this experience where he looks in this pond and he sees the reflection of himself and he sees his dad and he hears this voice that says, remember who you are. And, and he's, you know, he's happy, he's having a good time, but he's not acting like a lion. And he has this experience where when, once he remembers who he is, then he changes his behavior and he rises up to the challenge of stepping up and being a lion and being kind of the, the, the head of the pack. And I think about that and all of us, you know, remembering who we are matters so much. And for me, my personal philosophical belief is that I'm a son of God, that I have divine origins and that I've got big work to do. 
And so remembering that, remembering my identity helps me show up in the right, with the right energy, with the right focus, with the right confidence. So the second one is what gets me excited. Uh, It's this principle of expectancy. And I think it's so important to have a pile of things, a long list of things that just light you up. And this one is so personal. This question is so personal, but it's also so profound. Um, When we go through this process of thinking, this gets me excited. This actually lights me up and it can be the most simple things or it can be, you know, some big goals that you're chasing. All of us experience it, you know, during the Christmas season or during a birthday where we have this anticipation of this event and it brings in all the sights and sounds and emotions and feelings as we anticipate this special event. But that's something that we're kind of living in that system that was created for us. And and there's a better way, which is to go create those Christmases or those, those moments for yourself and to condition yourself to just when you're not thinking about anything that you're thinking about these things that just light you up, that move you forward. And having those as top of mind, it just puts me in the right mentality of being excited, being forward thinking, looking forward. You know, the, there's the proverb that where there is no vision, the people perish. And th- this is allowing you know, myself to get this real clear vision of what I want and also what lights me up, just like what gets me going. And it could be a hunt that I have, you know, that I'm excited about. It could be a family vacation. It could be a business deal that I'm working on. It could be a golf trip um, that I've been looking forward to, a, a different course that I'm going to go play. Could be a, you know, a party that, you know, we're, we're, we're going to plan or Lake Pal or whatever it is. Uh, again, it's completely personal, but I think it's profound and important to be crystal clear on what lights you up and to have an opinion on what lights you up. And then the last one is, what are my biggest opportunities? Peter Drucker, he's known as the the father of modern management theory. Um, he wrote over 50 books. One of those books is called The Effective Executive. And in this book, he he talks about executives and he says the effective executive, they focus their best and biggest energy on their biggest opportunities and they starve problems. And the ineffective executive, they give their best energy and time to problems and they starve opportunities. And so I try to think about that. And the the biggest reason for all of these things, but specifically on what are my biggest opportunities is it allows me to know what to say yes to and what to say no to during the week. And I think if, if I haven't gone through this, then you just kind of react to whatever the day presents itself during the day. But if I'm clear on my biggest opportunities, then when something pops up that moves me towards these things, I know that it's an instant yes. As I go through it, you know, I break those down into the different categories. I, you know, what are my biggest professional opportunities? What's my, you know, biggest opportunity as a husband, as a dad, as a father, as a disciple of Christ, as a scholar, as an athlete, and then also as a professional, as an investor, as a business owner. If you can list out those things, and all of us know the answer to that question. If we ask the question, we will know the answer. As a husband, what is my biggest opportunity? And there's two or three answers that it's like, if I did these things, that would move the needle the most. There's a principle, it's called the Pareto Principle. And it states that 20% of your activities will give you 80% of your results in life. And by identifying what are my biggest opportunities, you're identifying that 20% of activities that will give you ultimately 80% of the results. 
And the most effective executives, they can actually have a lot of waste in their schedule. You know, you can have over half of your schedule that's just not planned and still be crazy effective if you can identify what are my biggest opportunities and and build those into your plan. So, so that's how I started out. And it puts me in just this really productive mindset. Um, number two, I have a journal. And, and if I go back over the last 20 years, it could be kind of my ADD. It could be me being obsessive compulsive, but I've just, if there's any habit that I've been religious with, it's this habit. And I've got these journals. Um, and I ended up, you know, I started getting them at Barnes and Noble 15 or 20 years ago, and I'll, I'll always get the same journal. But I could go back any week over the last 20 years. And if you said, what were you doing in September 10th of 2006? I could go grab this journal and I'm going to have a one page summary of what I was doing that week. And it's addressing kind of that 20%, those big rocks. So this is a very, very important piece of the process. Because this is a one-page accountability summary of my previous week. And so when I go back, I, I look at my schedule that I built the week before. I look at all the outcomes, the goals I set, and what I accomplished. And it's just making a list that's saying, hey, I said I was going to work out five times. I worked out five times. I said I was going to take my wife on a date on Friday night, took her on a date. Said I was going to drive my daughter to school. I did it, you know. I did these things with investing. I did these things with, to grow my business. I did these things to serve my community. I called my mom. What, what, whatever it is, whatever you list is kind of like, this is the most important thing. This is the life that I want to go live. It's just capturing it. And it's just being accountable to yourself and writing a summary. What's also profound about this is, is what I've found over time is that history repeats itself. And specifically for the different careers that I'm in, stuff happens at different cycles. And so before I write this summary, I'll go back a year, the same dates, and I'll read a week or two in front, a week or two behind of what was happening a year ago. And it's amazing when when I look back, it makes me aware of the different stress that I was feeling, the different challenges that I was feeling, the different problems how I solved them, what I was accomplishing. And it does a couple of things. The first one is it just gives you perspective that we're always going to have stuff. There's always kind of headwinds to what we're trying to go accomplish. And then there's also some wins along the way. And sometimes just reminding yourself of the wins gives you the confidence that you're going to go win again in the future and vice versa. Be able to anticipate that, hey, at this time of the year, this type of stuff happens. You know, at this during this holiday season, I'll have issues that, you know, pop up with my family or my wife's family, or there's going to be somebody that's in need or whatever it is. And so that I can anticipate some of that stuff in the, in the coming week. And then I'll write my summary. It's a one page summary. And then I'll cap it off with doing a new sheet and actually listing out the roles that I have in my life. Um, and I've got personal roles and professional roles and then setting goals in each one of those roles. And so for me, my personal roles is I'm a dad, I'm a husband, I'm a disciple of Christ, I'm an athlete, I'm a scholar. And so those are kind of my personal roles. And then as a professional, I've got my business, I'm an investor, I've got a family office. And so I'll, you know, list out those things. And then I'll ask and answer the question for each one of those roles. What's the most important thing that I can do this week 
as a husband and I'll go list out two or three things. And then as a dad and I'll list out two or three things and as a professional and I'll list them out and as an investor and as an athlete and as a scholar. And what it'll do is once I get that list, I'll know from a very holistic standpoint that if I did these things, I'd have a wildly effective week. And then I take those things and I schedule them very first. In the book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, there's this story uh, about the science class. And they go through and they, they give every single one of the groups of students a grouping of rocks and sand and pebbles and water and a bowl. And they give them the challenge of getting all of those elements into the bowl. And there's a sequence and an order, and it's the only way that you can actually make everything work. And anybody who tries to put in the water first and then the sand and then the pebbles ends up, you know, creating a mess that the, all of the elements don't work. They don't all fit. But if you put in the big rocks first, if you go put in the, the very biggest rocks into the bowl, and then you have kind of the smaller rocks and you fill in the gaps and then you have the sand and you shake it and you fill in the gaps and then you put in the water, you can actually get all of the elements into the bowl. And what this process is, is identifying the big rocks, the 20% that give you 80% and make sure that you schedule that and you have a time in your schedule that week when you're doing that thing. And if you did nothing else, if you just got that 20% into your schedule, it ends up being a wildly effective week, even if that was the only thing that you did. But if you don't do this, then by default, you're just going to have other things that creep into your schedule. And what I've found is the more successful that I've become, the more stuff creeps in. And good truly is the enemy to great. And there's so many good things in the world that creep into my schedule that end up impeding on the great things that I should be spending my best time and my best energy, my best emotion and so anyway, th this is my summary of Sunday planning. If there's any habit that I could tell you will add the most quality of life to your 2024, it's to add the habit of on a weekly basis, taking an hour to two hours on a Sunday morning and designing the life that you want to go live. And if you do that and you apply this habit and you make it just a part of your routine, I promise based on personal experience, that you're going to have better health, that you're going to be smarter, that your bank account will get bigger, that your relationship with your spouse and your kids will get better, and that ultimately, you know, you'll live a more fulfilled and more purposeful and, and more abundant life by being deliberate in implementing the things that matter the most to you. So thanks for listening, and we'll catch you again next time.